It's the Old Man Yells at Music Podcast. The show where a guy looks back at selected hits from the 70s, 80s, and 90s. Also, some old musical TV shows, albums you may have forgotten or never even heard of, and more. Now, here's your host, the old man himself, Roger Stroop. Hello, and welcome to episode 59 of the Old Man Yells at Music podcast. I'm Roger Stroop. This week, I'm doing something a little different. If you're a regular listener, you know that I begin the shows where I cover a week's charts with a, st- with a song that never made it to a top 40. I find a lot of the most interesting songs and stories there. And so I wondered, how many more fascinating subjects might I find if I could look at songs that got close to making the top 100s, but didn't never quite got there. So I decided to look at a corner of the chart world known as the Bubbling Under the Hot 100 list. Bubbling Under the Hot 100 is a chart that Billboard magazine compiled to track new singles that hadn't yet hit the Hot 100. Many songs would would go on to the main chart, and a few would go on to be major hits. For example, I Honestly Love You by... Olivia Newton-John first appeared at number two on the Bubbling Under chart before eventually going all the way to number one on the Hot 100. But a lot of other songs would never make the Hot 100 at all. So this is a place where I can find those songs that I was looking for. I've managed to find a bunch of these between 1974 and 1983. So what I'm going to do is pick 10 songs from each of those years that bubbled under but never quite made the Hot 100, and talk about them, the artists that made them, and whether or not they could have been bigger hits. And so this week, I'm kicking this off with 10 Busted Bubbles of 1974. I'm going to do these in alphabetical order by artist which means we're going to lead off with an artist we've covered before. None other than Jimmy Buffett and his single, Pencil Thin Mustache. I talked about the head parrot head in episode 20 when I encountered his 1978 hit, Cheeseburger in Paradise. Here we find him coming off his first top 40 hit, the the number 30, Come Monday. Pencil Thin Mustache was the follow-up. Pencil Thin Mustache is a Western swing song over which Buffett waxes nostalgic over the pop culture of his youth. What a loser, am I right? Here are the dated reference-laden lyrics. Now they make new movies in old black and white, with happy endings where nobody fights. So if you find yourself in that nostalgic rage, honey, jump right up and show your age. I wish I had a pencil thin mustache, the Boston blackie kind a two-toned Ricky Ricardo jacket, and an autographed picture of Andy Devine. I remember being buck-toothed and skinny, writing fan letters to Sky's niece Penny. Oh, I wish I had a pencil-thin mustache. Then I could solve some mysteries, too. Then it's bandstand, Disneyland, growing up fast, drinking on a fake ID. Yeah, and Rama of the Jungle was everyone's buana but only jazz, music- jazz musicians were smoking marijuana. Yes, I wish I had a pencil-thin mustache, then I could solve some mysteries too. So, 
Boston Blackie was a jewel thief turned detective who was depicted in several movies in the 40s. Andy Devine was an actor who played a sidekick in several movie and TV westerns. Sky King and Rama of the Jungle were 50s TV shows. I think the other references are, are still pretty well known today. The song itself is a pleasant sing-along, and I get why it's one of his most more popular songs at his shows, but it's not a song that screams hit. I think it performed to the level that it was always going to perform to. Pencil Thin Mustache peaked at number one on Bubbling Under. So did Buffett's next single, A Pirate Looks at 40. He didn't return to the Hot 100 until 1977, but that was with his biggest hit, Margaritaville, which got all the way to number eight. Next on the list is a familiar name in an unusual context. It's Don Everly with Warming Up the Band. Born in Brownie, Kentucky in 1937, Don Everly formed a singing duo with his younger brother Phil, and they moved to Nashville in the mid-50s. The Everly brothers racked up 19 top 40 hits, including three number ones, before acrimoniously going their separate ways in 1973. The brothers then began solo careers, and Warming Up the Band was the first single from Don's second solo LP, Sunset Towers. Warming Up the Band is swampy rock, kind of in the vein of Creedence Clearwater Revival. Here are the lyrics, at least the ones I could make out. Apparently Phil was the better enunciator. Dance, dance the moondog tonight. Whoa mama, they're all right. Be Bapalula tonight. Whoa mama. Warming up the band. Thank you, Mama. Thank you, ma'am. Give the boys a big, big hand. Yeah, that's about it for the lyrics I could decipher. It seems like a natural progression from the country pop rock that the Everleys made their name on. But the brothers hadn't had many hits in the previous 10 years, so Don was already fighting an uphill battle. And he was doing it alone, which wasn't the context listeners were used to hearing him in. Perhaps with a break or two, this song could have gotten some traction and maybe got near or even scraped into the top 40. Like a lesser version of fellow 50 star Rick Nelson and his 1972 hit Garden Party. But what happened was always the most likely outcome. Warming up the band got to number 10 on Bubbling Under. Don had some minor country hits later in the decade. Then he reunited with Phil in 1983. They made three more albums and performed together off and on until Phil's death in 2014. The next artist in our order is Eddie Harris with his song, Is It In? Born in Chicago in 1934, Eddie Harris made his name as a jazz saxophonist, and he had a top 40 hit in 1961 with his version of the theme from the movie Exodus. As his career progressed, he started playing other instruments and experimenting with soul and funk. Is It In was the title track from his 31st album. Is It In is keyboard-driven funk with bleepy sounds from an early synthesizer. It's an instrumental, with the exception of Harris occasionally crooning the title. 
Obviously, it never specifies what he is wondering is in what. You could jump to some naughty conclusion. And the sound of the music wouldn't discourage those in any way. I think it just might have been a little too far out there for the mainstream at the time. Is it in? Peaked at number seven on Bubbling Under. He never came close to the Hot 100 again, but he released 33 more albums before his death in 1996. And yes, he's the Eddie Harris that the Beach Boys shout out on their song, So What You Want. We'll look at some more busted bubbles right after this. Hi, this is your host, Roger Stroop, letting you know that if you like my point of view on old pop music, you can actually find lots more of it on the Old Man Yells at Music blog. I've been looking back at top 40 charts from the 70s, 80s, and 90s and beyond for almost 10 years now, and I've done hundreds of entries and covered thousands of songs from the American, Canadian, and British charts, from the A's to ZZ Top, from Abacab to Zoom. You'll also find my Uneasy Rider tournaments, celebrating the odd ducks of the American Top 40. The 70s tourney is complete, but the 80s one is just getting started, and you can follow along on the blog as it progresses. And of course, you can find links to the latest episode of this podcast and the accompanying YouTube playlists there. So take a look at the Old Man Yells at Music blog, which you can find at bobbyglovescasey.com blogspot.com. Why is it there? You'll have to go there to find out. That's the old man yells at music blog at bobbyglovescasey.blogspot.com. Our next busted bubble belongs to ZZ Hill and his song, I Keep On Loving You. Born in Naples, Texas in 1935, ZZ Hill began his music career in a gospel group, then moved into blues and soul in the 60s. To this point, he had reached the Hot 100 three times, but it had never gotten higher than number 62. I Keep On Loving You was the title track from his 1975 album. I Keep On Loving You is old school soul, soul about not being able to give someone up. I keep on grieving. I keep on leaving. That's what I keep saying, but I keep on staying. I keep on trying, but you keep on lying. You keep on walking while I keep on talking. You always do me wrong. I just can't leave the thing alone. Oh, 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 I keep on loving you. It's got a major Wilson Pickett vibe. But it might have been a bit too gritty at the t in a time when the, the smoother Philly soul sound was dominating. And in case you're wondering, yes, this guy inspired three other Texans to name themselves ZZ Top. I keep on loving you got to number four on Bubbling Under. Hill would make the bubbling under list twice more, but he never returned to the Hot 100. He died after a car crash in 1984. Next, it's John Culleton Mahoney with The Ballad of Evil Knievel. John Culleton Mahoney is a Buffalo-based singer-songwriter who had been in several local bands before getting a national record deal and releasing a tri this tribute to the famous motorcycle daredevil. The Ballad of Evil Knievel is a folk-pop song that lionizes Knievel ahead of his then-upcoming jump across the Snake River Canyon. He lives from day to day, never thinking about tomorrow. His body shows the scars fate has dealt his way. 
this strong yet simple man riding on the edge of danger, secure in prayers that God has heard him say. He can move a mountain, leap across a winding river. Once he's made his mind up, there's nothing he won't try. There's something deep inside him lusting for the thrills that drive him. Yet he knows someday he's going to have to face that canyon in the sky. There's also this thread running through the song where it's that almost implies that he does this for the crowds so much that even if he doesn't really want to, the people make him do all these dangerous things. It's like evil Knievel may die for our sins. It's that reverent. I'm thinking maybe if that Snake River Canyon jump had actually been successful, this this might have been able to scrape into the top 40. The Ballad of Evil Knievel actually only peaked at number five on Bubbling Under. John Collison Mahoney never came that close to a hit again, but he continued to perform, and he's a member of the Buffalo Music Hall of Fame. He released the album My Hometown in 2012. Next, we have The Mighty Clouds of Joy with Time. Formed in Los Angeles in 1959, The Mighty Clouds of Joy started out as a gospel choir. Then they started incorporating soul and funk into their sound. Time was taken from their 1974 album, It's, it's Time. Time is funky soul with a bass line that reminds me of the one from Under My Thumb by the Rolling Stones. You know the world would fare a bit better if we'd all slow down. Peace, loving, love, and, peace, love, and understanding would be ours for the asking if we would all slow down. These things take time. Time. All we need is just a little more time. 30 seconds to be in love. One minute to give you a chance to put your heart in it. It's not overtly gospel, which actually wouldn't have hurt because this was still within that early 70s period where Jesus was still a marketable pop topic but it's really good with Philly soul production. This is probably the song in this group that I think most deserved a better fate. Time reached number two on Bubbling Under. Mighty Clouds of Joy never had a major hit, but as far as I know, they're still going to this day. Our next near miss is Lady Lay by Wayne Newton. Born in Norfolk, Virginia in 1942, Wayne Newton started singing professionally as a child alongside his older, older brother, Jerry. As a solo artist, he scored hits in the early 60s with the songs Danka Shane and Red Roses for a Blue Lady. He then became a headliner in Las Vegas, but he returned to the pop spotlight in 1972 when he took the tearjerker Daddy Don't You Walk So Fast to number four. Two years later, he was bubbling under with this song. Lady Lay, unfortunately, isn't a cover of Bob Dylan's Lay Lady Lay with a truncated title. That would have been something. This is just middle-of-the-road Tom J Jones, Neil Diamond-style pop. Love is Ours. Happened by some dream or thought. So wrap your arms around my heart and hold me softly, very softly. You and I may only be, I wasn't sure what he said here, watching as the night unfurls. The candles burn low, so let the wine flow and watch our love grow. 
Lady, 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 lay here by my side until dawn. Lady, 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 lay. For at the dawn I must go. There's a line later when he says something like, don't think of leaving, don't think of all, which could come up as just a little rapey to modern ears. And to me, there's something a little smarmy about this guy to begin with, so that's not good. There's a silent movie villain quality about his face to me. As for its hit potential, nah, this is, this is where it should have ended up. Lady Lay went to number one on Bubbling Under. Newton actually managed one more top 40 hit in 1980 with the song Years. Wayne Newton having a hit in the 80s is even weirder to me than Frank Sinatra having one. He's still a Las Vegas staple, and he's also a successful Arabian horse breeder. So good for him. We'll have a few more almosts right after this. The Old Man Yells at Music podcast now has a Patreon. Yes, if you like this podcast so much you are moved to financially support it, now you can. There are different tiers with different rewards, such as early episode access, the ability to vote on future topics, and bonus episodes about extra songs from the charts I cover, other charts from other years, genres, and countries, and even the biggest hits of the 21st century. And you can even pick an episode topic for me at the top level. So if you're interested, go to patreon.com and search Old Man Yells at Music. Or click on the link click on the links to the show notes, my social media posts, or the blog at bobbyglovescasey.blogspot.com. Help me yell more at more music. Become a Patreon subscriber today. We continue our exploration of the world beneath the charts with Herb Ota and Song for Anna. Born in Hawaii in 1934, Herb Ota, a.k.a. Ota-san, became famous for his prowess on the ukulele. Since the 50s, he had made multiple recordings and national television appearances. This song, Song for Anna, had been a top 20 hit in Australia for Ota in 1973. Song for Anna is an easy-listening instrumental, suitable for elevators and doctor's office waiting rooms, and maybe a really sappy movie scene. The remarkable thing about it is that the ukulele doesn't really stand out, which is surprising because it's a really distinctive instrument. And if you can't tell it's a ukulele, then this is just another piece of Muzak. This guy must have had better stuff than this. And again... I don't think anyone was missing anything by it charting as high as it did. Song for Anna went to number four on Bubbling Under. Otasan didn't have any more hits, but he has continued to perform and record to this day. Now we're looking at Sally Can't Dance by Lou Reed. Born in New York in 1942, Lou Reed's musical career began with forays into doo-wop and jazz before he helped form the experimental rock band The Velvet Underground, who became part of artist Andy Warhol's late 60s scene and later emerged as one of the most influential groups in rock history. In 
After leaving that band, Reed had a top 20 hit in 1973 with Walk on the Wild Side. Sally Can't Dance was the first single and title track from his fourth solo album. Sally Can't Dance is soul-flavored rock, reportedly inspired by Edie Sedgwick, a model and actress who also worked with Warhol and dated Bob Dylan before dying from a drug overdose in 1971. Sally dances on the floor. She says that she can't do it anymore. She walks down St. Mark's Place and eats natural food at my place. Now Sally can't dance no more. She can't get it off of the floor. Sally can't dance no more. Sally, she can't dance no more. Sally is losing her face. She lives on St. Mark's Place in a rent-controlled apartment, $80 a month. She has lots of fun. She has lots of fun. She was the first girl in the neighborhood to wear tie-dyed pants like she should. She was the first girl that I've ever seen that had flowers painted on her jeans. Now she wears a sword like Napoleon, and she kills the boys and acts like a son. It's another catchy tune inspired by a character from Reed's 1960 New York Orbit, but it doesn't have the distinctive elements that David Bowie brought in as producer of Walk on the Wild Side. I think the best it could have hoped for was sneaking in and maybe peaking somewhere in the 80s. Sally Can't Dance got to number three on Bubbling Under. Reed never hit the Hot 100 again. Sally Can't Dance, the album, did become his only top 10 LP, but he derailed that momentum by putting out the cacophonous metal machine music the next year. He continued to record and perform for the next four decades, including his 2011 collaboration with Metallica, Lulu. He died from liver cancer in 2013. Our last busted bubble belongs to Errol Sober with his song, I Did What I Did for Maria. I can't find any biographical information on Errol Sober. There's an Errol Sober who sells real estate in California, but he doesn't mention a singing career in his website bio. Whoever he is, he first bubbled under in 1970 with a song called What Do You Say to a Naked Lady? Then he returned four years later with this one. I Did What I Did for Maria is a pop melodrama sung from the point of view of a man who is about to be executed for murdering the man who killed his wife. Sunrise. This is the last day that I'll ever see. Out in the courtyard, they're ready for me. For me. But I go to my Lord without fear, because I did what I did for Maria. As I rode into town with the sun going down, all the windows were barred. There was no one around, for they knew that I'd come with my hand on my gun and revenge in my heart for Maria, my dearest departed Maria. Take an eye for an eye and a life for a life, and somebody must die for the death of my wife. Yes, I did what I did for Maria. I did what I did for Maria. This song was originally recorded by Tony Christie, who took his version to number two in the UK. Christie's a little more restrained in his singing than Sober is here, and that approach makes him take you more seriously, makes you take him more seriously. This guy is overacting unnecessarily. Again, it got where it got. I Did What I Did for Maria got to number eight on Bubbling Under. Sober actually made the Hot 100 in 1979, 
getting to number 65 with a song called Heart to Heart. After that, who knows? Maybe it's his son who's the realtor in California. This was a fun detour for me, and I hope you liked it too. I definitely plan to look at more of these on a year-by-year basis. Who knows what else we'll find if we dig deeper in pop music history and discover the mysteries that are just beneath the the surface, bubbling under. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Old Man Yells at Music podcast. As always, if you like what you've heard, share, subscribe, and leave a review where you found it. You can also leave feedback on the Facebook and Twitter feeds, both of which are at Mr. B. Glovehead, or on the blog post for the episode, which is at blogspot.com, I mean, excuse me, bobbyglovescasey.blogspot.com. Or you can check out the Instagram account, at Old Man Yells at Music. As always, there's a companion YouTube playlist for this episode, which I link to in the show notes. Also in the show notes is a link to my Patreon, where you can support the show and get some bonus content. And you can make my charts, just like Mike Birmingham. All lyrics quoted are for purposes of discussion and review. No infringement is intended. Next time on the show, we're going back to the spring of 1987. One thing I will tell you, it was a very foxy time. Until then, I'm Roger Stroop, saying they send you off to college, try to gain a little knowledge, but all you want to do is learn how to score. Stay safe.